0: I'm coming to realize, Pastor Sam, is that can I just have a chat with you? Yes. Okay. Pastor Sam, one of the things I've come to realize is that because sometimes I know that you want the shall we? You know, today's not the shall we. Today's family talk. Is that the word of God that we come into the house of God to receive? We all receive it differently. But even worse or better, we all use it differently. Do you understand? And this morning, it hits me that all of us, at some point in our lives, we get gifts, isn't it? Or we are giving things. Do you understand? Sometimes it's a letter. Somebody will write a certain kind of letter to us, we'll keep it forever. Do you understand? People have, people, husbands and wives, people have first letter or first text now, isn't it? But those of you who have been doing this social media kind of beloved dosing, when Facebook is no more Instagram, "Guys, your message is gone. Isn't it? Thread, thread is gone. You have to take a screenshot. Because you have put all your power in your this thing anyway. So they store the letter or if somebody buys them a gift, depending on their perception of the gift, we do different things with it. And it just hit me that we do the same with the word of God. So we have various categories, and sometimes it's not with a bad intention. Do you understand? So we receive the word of God, then we treat it like the most precious thing. When, sometimes there are gifts that when we get, we like it so much we're not going to use it. How many of us have got like a, a, a bath set, you know, like the, or a perfume set that comes, and the box in, it is in, if you remove one, the whole thing is spoiled. And it has become a very nice decoration on your mantelpiece or, you know, your dressing table. And it's been there like 16 years. You, you dust it and wipe it. But to, because if you use it, so it's not that you don't like it. You really like it. But, you know, you have received it with the best of intention. But some of us, when we hear the word of God, there are some messages that even when we hear, it's just so amazing. And we hope. Hold on to it, but we don't use it for anything. Then there are also me- things that when we receive, we don't like it at all. We just discard. And so there are also messages that when we hear, we just discard. We don't, there's not a whole lot of value. And that is why you can be a Christian for so long, but when it comes to appreciating and showing gratitude, you don't have a whole lot to show gratitude for. Because what you have received, you haven't done much with it. Oh, it hasn't meant much to you. I pray that we'll not put the word of God on a mantelpiece or on our dressing table. But when we receive it, you know, and there are also things that when you get, you use it. Oh, have you taken that away? Should I? You know, you use it and it will place, anybody who sees it will see that this one is worn out. I was about to show you my iPad, but you might not like me again. So, I, But you see, when you see the iPad, you see that it has been, Beloved. (laughs) Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. It has, I mean, it has, it has been a treasure. It has been dissected. Even, even the iPad knows that we are grateful. (laughs) And we appreciate it. Do you get what I'm saying? Sometimes you can tell by the fading, the the discolorization, the cracks. I don't know how many of you fall into the category of every few weeks you have to get a new screen protector. Do I have brothers and sisters in the screen? I feel like if they are giving special award for screen protector users, I mean, like, yeah, because I feel like, oh, my God, just like the floor. They just have a thing. They don't like table. They don't like, they, they like ground, ground. And they don't like any ground. Yeah, yeah. We 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 went for, we're going to a camp many years ago, and then I told one of my children that this is your new phone, get the screen protector and get the cover, the case for it, you know, be, so before. And then they told me that, Mommy, not everybody's like you. There are some people who don't crack their phones and don't, not everybody who needs you know, even though the Bible says that with the ages wisdom, I will give you a verse and we'll read. But let me just encourage somebody. And so we went for the camp, and this person had their new phone that they were flaunting around and just you know checking. And, and then all the first day of camp, second day of camp, third day, and then as we were about to leave camp, you know, when people are packing their things back into their luggage. And God being wonderful, he wanted me to have side ring, uh, ringside position for the action. So as people were getting into the coach, into their cars, I was there. Then I saw this dear child of mine, and we were there as we saw. You know, you can do slow motion. That we saw the phone, which was not covered not in a case, no screen protector, left a hand and began. It's, and it, it wasn't in the building where there's carpet. There's, it was on the rocks. It was gravels. Who said gravels? I heard someone say gravels. You, you heard someone, uh, it was on the gravels, rocks, rocks. Even cars struggle on that road when you're going, you know, because of the rocks. And then there was the phone in the presence of the enemies. Now prepares a table before me and then chuk-chuk-chuk-chuk-chuk-chuk-chuk-pash, and it broke into many pieces. Oh, I didn't say ow. Oh. I didn't say ow. Oh. Only one person was crying. Some of us didn't say anything. We were waiting to get home because, I mean, obviously, a phone is supposed to last how long? A few years. So of the assumption that the person knew that your next phone will be someone won it. I just want to encourage us, please, let's have a certain desire and love for the word of God. And let's make sure that the word of God is not locked in our cupboard. It's the same with clothes. There are some clothes that are so amazing. People wear their wedding dress twice. The day they marry and the day they die. Or sometimes the day they marry and the day their daughter marries. I, mean, I can't say that my daughter should wear my wedding dress because me myself, I won't wear it again. Anyway, Psalm 118. Don't say, oh, I'm still married. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, Psalm 118. We are going to look at, last two weeks we were looking at Gratitude first to God, and why it's not a suggestion but a command, and why a heart and a mindset of being grateful, being thankful, the ability to praise God, and the ability to see things from an angle or a mindset of gratitude makes a way for you. And I remember mentioning to us, those of us who have young children and things, that as we are raising our children and even in our homes, let's be more focused on what is rather than what is not, isn't it? Focus more on the do's rather than the don'ts. Because if you have a whole lot of do's, the don'ts don't get room. Do you understand what I'm saying? And one of the things we'll realize is that when we are grateful to God, We said what? It's all good. Do you understand? The reason why we should be appreciative is because it's all good. And it's all good because of God. But even more so, it's good because out of God, there are so many other things. In fact, I think it's unlimited. That comes out of him. Do you understand? The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord, comes from above. And as a Christian... I don't care what it is. Even if the bus comes on time for you, thanks be to God. How many of you have, were going to cut the train and somehow there was traffic, especially because of Reverend Sam and his team now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's some extremely severe traffic heading towards the Leeds train station. Oh, yes. And during this Christmas period, it has quadrupled. Oh, yes. Just advice from me to you, if you are tra- going to catch the train, walk. Or, or carry your suitcase on your back or something. Yeah. But how many of us have had this challenge? Because I used to have it when I used to have to go in to London almost every day. Get to the train station, you know that you have missed your train. Only to get to the platform and it says, running five minutes late. <laughs> running ten minutes. How many of you know that that's one? you have to thank God? That because of you, especially if it's a flight, One day, our flight was, we were so late, thanks to traffic, that it was like, we are not even going to make it. You know, I think it was Manchester. We are not going to make it. Only to get there, to realize that the flight had been so delayed that we had to actually sit around. And by the time we traveled and came back, they gave us a refund for our whole ticket. I said that there are many things that comes out of God. Somebody has been asking me that, Reverend, how are you able to get your... Take, I think my last two or three trips, I've had refunds fully. And sometimes when I get there and the flight is delayed, I see people anxious, fighting. I was like, ah, this people, don't they know that this is a blessing from the Lord? Why are they angry? This one is orchestrated by God. You just ask, where are we sleeping overnight or, you know, how many more hours? Then you begin to complete the form on British Airways. <laughs> I'm helping somebody who didn't know. I'm helping somebody who didn't know. I think that British Airways also knows that a lot of people don't bother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please, it only take you 20 minutes. You complete the form. You put your boarding pass. Time of, yeah. Because they also know how long it was delayed. They know. You don't need to tell them. Once you give your boarding pass this, then they'll respond to you. We are looking to it. We are sorry. This, this. The next letter you get is that, please, can we have your bank details? British Airways, now they have my bank details. So they don't need my bank details anymore. There are so many things that the God, who is so good, gives to us. And the, I'm going to look at a few today, and then we'll go home. And the few we are going to look at, I pray that it will be something that we don't forget. The first one which is so obvious, is salvation. Amen. What is salvation? Salvation is our deliverance from sin and its consequences, isn't it? Salvation is what? Being saved by grace. But salvation also is being delivered from harm, from loss. Do you understand? Yeah. From ruins. Sometimes there's an accident about to happen. God saves you from it. Or even it happens, but God delivers you from it. It's salvation. Do you get what I'm saying? Psalm 118, we'll read a few verses. We'll read a few of them. Verse 1, then we'll jump to verse 5. We'll keep going. The Bible says, I'm reading the Amplified. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why? For he is good. For his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. If you have been alive for a little while, you know that most people's loving kindness is not forever. There is nothing like being at a divorce court and seeing two people who were so deeply in love, despising each other. Do you get it? The only person whose loving kindness is forever is the Lord. Amen. Verse 5, it says that out of my distress, I called upon the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free and in a large place. Verse 6, the Lord is on my side, I will not fear, what can man do to me? I don't believe that most Christians believe this sentence. The Lord is on my side, I will not fear, what can man do to me? If a verse like this has been received well and is being used well, whether your boss calls you, whether they say they have fired you, whether they say they will not give it to you, whether they say you don't qualify, you will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Because there are a lot of Christians who fear men more than they fear God. How do you know? Look at how when people, friends or close people, convince you on things that are not scriptural, you jump to it. Yeah. You know, when we're talking to that... Um, I don't know if he's an imam or what, you know. You realize that he was so focused on intellectualism. Yeah. Do you understand? He's like, does it make sense to you? That-? I said, that's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> do you understand? Yeah. I said that, you see, because as he he's convinced so much that everything must be Makes sense in the mind, but you are able to believe that the Quran was not written by man. God dropped it. What language, what pen was God holding? Do you understand? Which means that you accept that by faith, not by sense. Verse 7: The Lord is on my side and takes my part. He is among those who help me. He is among those who help me. He is among those who help me. He who help me. It means that. Help comes from various places, but the Lord is the main one. Do you understand? And then the Lord uses other people to also help us. Therefore, shall I see my desire established upon those who hate me? It is better to trust and take refuge in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust and take refuge. It means that it's better to allow God to save you than to go and put your confidence in man. I believe Proverbs 20, we'll come back to this, Proverbs 25, 19. The Bible says that confidence in an unfaithful man is like a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. Give us the NLT. The NLT describes the broken tooth. Give us NLT. I believe that it says that, where is it? Are you there? Putting confidence in an unreliable person in times of trouble is like chewing with a broken tooth or walking on a lame foot. If you've had toothache and you've tried to eat the food from this angle and it didn't work, then you balance it to this angle. Then you know, toothache is one of the most painful. After childbirth, toothache is coming close. Yeah, toothache like has the highest, the doctors can tell me if I'm, yeah, but toothache can be, and it's comparing when you put your confidence in man. The kind of disappointment you can get. But you see, there there are people who backslide based on trust on a person. This church thing doesn't work. Christianity is not. Do you understand? This yeah. Some of us, we stop serving God because of comments from others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This God thing we have done. This work thing, church work we have done. This So, what verse are we on? Verse, let's read verse 14. Verse 9. It is better to trust and take refuge in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. That is why our educational system is also going a little bit warp. Because, especially in our tertiary institutions and above, is that we assume that because the person has, I know the lecturers in this house are very anointed, so please have an impact so that. But you realize that most of our tertiary institution lecturers or those who are in charge, they are managing to convince people who are supposedly, you know, having a certain level of education, they are managing to bring doctrines that we know are totally against the word of God, but we are putting our trust in them. We are put. That is why I got a letter recently from Lee City Council, and the person who sent me the letter put her name there and then put my pronouns are she and her. Me too. I have pronouns, but if I put it there, they might not help me. Do, do you get what I'm? But where did that come from? It came from our tertiary institutions and has trickled down into the nurseries. Do do you get what I'm saying? But we put trust. There are some of you that used to have so much faith in the word of God till you went to high school, till you went to university, and then you found somebody who appears more intelligent than the word of God or than your pastor, and it's like, no, that makes sense. Yes, creation is from evolution. God didn't create. Verse 14. Verse 14. May the Lord save us from all this. The Lord is my strength and song. And he has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents and private dwellings of the uncompromisingly righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly and achieves strength. I've read this part for a long time, but somehow this time as I was reading it, and it said, we've always known, isn't it? The Lord is my strength. And, but then when I looked at the second part, it said that the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents and private dwellings of the righteous, which means that as a child of God, your home and your environment must have the voice of rejoicing and salvation, your dwelling place, check what the atmosphere there is. Check what the, if God has saved you, and if he's your salvation, if he's your strength, then the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents and private dwelling. Because a lot of the time, we can rejoice in the house of God. We can rejoice when we come to church. We can sing and dance, praise God, praise God. You know, when the Bible says that, In all things, we should give thanks, isn't it? But the Bible also says that we should be thankful. And I realize that it's easy to say that I am thankful. But to give thanks, when you can't see a reason to give thanks, it's not easy. And that is the same way, and we take it into our homes. That, listen, I'm going through crisis now. I'm going through each issue now. What does the scripture mean that the voice of rejoicing should dwell in my, should be in my private space? No, no, no. Here we are serious. We have issues. But what you don't realize is that if you can bring rejoicing into the issue, the issue will be minimalized. I am telling you that you will get strength and you will get wisdom in the midst. It is not a good thing that the where you stay. You see, whether you are renting a room, you have a big house, you have a small house, you are sharing whatever, that is your private space. And that private space, you have to work at it to make sure that as for this place, there is joy. It doesn't mean there's no issues. But in this space, I recognize that this is a space that God has given to me. This is a space that I will not allow any other voice. Yeah. Those who are married, you have to make it a rule that in this space, the only voice that has to be the loudest is the voice of rejoicing. If it's not rejoicing, let's whisper it. You know, I'm believing to think, Pastor Sam, that maybe we should add it to the training, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, counseling for premarital, postmarital, post-marital, intramarital, that, you know how you say that, how you resolve your communication, whatever, we have to treat it like smoking. The, the law of the land now is that even in your own home, if you have children, you have to smoke outside. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everywhere. That's why people who smoke when they're on the train or something, you see that when the train stops, they rush outside so that they can go in. Yeah. I believe that in our homes too, when the thing is not rejoicing and husband and wife are about to fight, do you understand? Tell the children we are coming. (laughs) Then you go outside. (laughs) Do you understand? And you you have to finish because when you come back in, inside is the voice of rejoicing. So you go and do it outside and then hopefully it will be snowing and winter and very cold, you will finish the issue quickly (laughs) and come back. Amen. May your home be filled with rejoicing. May there be joy in your house. We drive out every foul spirit. We drive out every quarreling spirit. We drive out every depressive spirit. Yeah. It's a spirit. Yes. Don't embrace it. Amen. Verse 16. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly and achieves strength. So when it comes to delivering us from harm, from loss, from ruins, from evil people, from challenges, from mountains, from hills, from valleys, what you have to know is that one of the blessings you have is the right hand of the Lord. Amen. Yes, the right hand signifies strength. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. You must exalt it in your life. Verse 17 says that I shall not die but live and shall declare the works and recount the illustrious acts of the Lord. That is why as a child of God, sharing your faith with everyone you meet is a command and it's something you must do. It's not for a group of evangelists. You have to do it. And it's part of your insurance. Amen. The Lord has chastened me solely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me. The temple gates of righteousness, I will enter through them and I will confess and praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. See, there are many gates. There are gates that are evil. There are gates where men go to conspire. But there is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. That gate is your praise. That great gate is your thanksgiving. That gate is your appreciation. That gate is your acknowledgement of knowing who God is. I will confess praise, verse 21, and give thanks to you for you have heard and answered me, and you have become my salvation and deliverer. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is from the Lord, and it's his doing. It is what? Marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has brought about. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Every day should be this is the day. Every day should be this is the day. Every day should be this is the day. Every, listen, you can go to work. You can Some of you, you can open your exam results and you look at the results and you have said say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Yes. Because you see, if it's not a good result, it's another day that the Lord has made that go learn better. Go and do better. This is the day that the Lord has made. Every day you get up from your bed and you can breathe, you have to say this is the day that the Lord has made. It is easy to praise God. It is easy to say this is the day. If you get a breakthrough, this is the day. If you get success, this is the day. If the lady says yes, I'll marry you, this is the. Day. But the day she says no, I'll marry you. The day she says I'm walking away. They say, You have to say this is the day. Do you know what God is delivering for? There are people. Who wanted to marry somebody so badly? It didn't work. And as the person went to marry somebody and they saw the number of slabs the person was getting a day, realized that that day was a, this is the day. But it's because we can't see further. That's with why we think this is not the day. Yeah, some of us want to go and take a loan. We go, they say, don't give us. This is the day because that loan, you would never have been able to pay it. Are you a plumber, an engineer? Let me give you a few more. Number two. So we are saying that the goodness of God, one of it is salvation in every area of our life. The second one is wisdom and power. Wisdom and power. Wisdom and power. Wisdom. Wisdom. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. And in all your getting, get what? Understanding. Daniel chapter 2. We are still reading the Amplified. Verse 20 to 20. It says that, Daniel answered, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. He changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. (laughs) He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those of who have understanding. That tells me that God wants to see what you are using the little to do before he gives you more. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those of understanding. Yeah. That's why sometimes I tell people that this, I've read the whole Bible. I read the Bible cover to cover in three months. And so what? What have you received out of it? What has it become to you? How has it transformed you, apart from making you puffed up and making you proud? He gives wisdom to the wise. So he sees that when the crumbs are thrown, what you do with it? When the letter is given, the one verse you heard, you heard about the voice of rejoicing. He has seen how you have gone into your house and cleared various things in your house. Some of you, is the music in your house. Some of you, is the things you are watching in your house. Whatever is a voice that doesn't bring rejoicing, remove it from your life. Verse 22. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness. And the light dwells with him so darkness is not in God but God knows all the darkness but as for light light dwells in him in fact I think James chapter 1 verse 17 the New King James says that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning amen So as for light, it dwells in him. But darkness, you know, that is why your life should be in Christ, in God. Because you you don't know the darkness. If we knew what was darkness, there are things we wouldn't do. There are places we wouldn't go. There are people we wouldn't hang out with. Because some of the people, we see them as light, but God knows that they are darkness. There are some places that are darkness, but there's so much light there. What place has more light than a nightclub? It's just the wrong kind of light. It has the dark and the light, isn't it? Yeah. But he knows all darkness. And he himself, he's light. So if you have him, you too, you will know the darkness. And you will also become light. You see, sometimes people don't like you because you're light. Sometimes people despise you or stay away from you or don't want to hang out with you because you're light. I told you that one of my prayers always for my children used to be, Father, let strange people and evil people not like them. Yeah, not like they should despise them and kick them out of their friendship groups. I thank you and praise you, O God, of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might. Daniel was so grateful that this wisdom that he has, this understanding that he has, this knowledge that he has is coming from God. Who has made, me, made known to me now what we desire of you? For you have made known to us the solution to the king's problems. Amen. Yeah. Proverbs 24, the Bible says from verse 3, Through wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled With all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Wisdom (laughs) is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. Amen. Which means that when you have wisdom, you are blessed. Yeah, when you have wisdom, you will build your marriage. When you have wisdom, you will build your life. When you have wisdom, you will build your career. When you have wisdom, you will live a life worth living. You will become fruitful when you have wisdom. When you have wisdom. Every Christian see the word of God as wisdom. When you are reading the Bible, you should know that you are receiving wisdom. The wisdom that man cannot understand. The wisdom of men is different from the wisdom of God. But it achieves much more than the wisdom of men. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we are learning and we are about to take exams, if we have to memorize, we memorize. How many of you are good at memorizing? Oh. Me, anything I don't understand, I just memorize. Because as for pass, we have to pass. And if you went to uh, where I did my first degree, you know, in that nation, they emphasize more on passing. You don't have to understand. Did you also memorize? Building law, did you memorize? Yes, you have to memorize. Did you understand it? Are you a lawyer? No. Yeah. You memorize it. That is where my ability to create acronyms came. And when you memorize, you don't socialize with people. Otherwise, you'll be confused. <laughs> Nobody can touch you. Nobody should come near you. Nobody should be in your environment. You become very unfriendly because if you shift, if the words are turned around, it's going it, to it, cause confusion. When you get into the exam room, whilst people are reading questions, you are writing all your acronyms. Base, B for A, Center, C for. You use all. Then when you read a question, you see which one. (laughs) Yeah. But that is a very useless way of studying. You You don't gain wisdom, you gain good marks. Some of us who came to do masters here realize that the system is different. (laughs) It's not about what you know, but it's about what you understand. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that is how you should see the word of God. Don't be there. I know the scripture. I can quote the scripture. I can quote the scripture. No, there's somebody there who knows the scripture, but can't even say it out in the right order. But they are using it to the quilt. If you value wisdom. When you are getting advice, you will take it. If you value wisdom, when you are getting... You see, wisdom is the the person who is wise, is the one who can see somebody who has failed and learn. See somebody who has done well and learn. Because when you say, oh, but this person, look at their life, it didn't become anything. Why did it not become anything? Go and find out because maybe that's what you are doing. That is wisdom. That is wisdom. Wisdom is the one who says that I still don't know everything. Wisdom is the one that says that I still have a lot more to learn. Wisdom is the one who says that there are people I can go to and get to know. Because sometimes when we have passed one or two exams, we feel we know. Especially children. Do you understand? When they are doing GSCSE, when they are doing A-levels, when they get to university, it's like, oh my, pa-. especially if the parents didn't go to school. Oh, they treat them like... Daddy, you don't understand. Even as, have you seen how they treat us when it comes to these nonsense things? Mommy, it's not like, just give it to me, give it to me, let me do it for you. You're wasting my time. Me, I'm wasting your time. There are things I know that you don't know. I may not understand QR code, but there are things I understand. Hallelujah. May you receive wisdom. May you have a desire for wisdom. May you seek the wisdom of God. May you hunger for it. Amen. Yes. The Bible says that money is a defense. <coughs> Wisdom is a defense. But there's one that brings life also. The next one is healing. I'm just giving us a few because these are things that affect our day to day lives. Yes. Yes. We get sick, we get well. We get sick, we get well. We know somebody who is not well, we know, you know. And sometimes. We are so ungrateful because we feel like, why is this thing still happen to me? Why hasn't this deliverance come? Why hasn't this gone? Let's look at Luke 17. Luke 17, the Bible says from verse 12. And as he was going into one village, he was met by ten lepers. We are looking at appreciating these things who stood at a distance, and they raised up their voices and called, Jesus, Master, take pity and have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go at once and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cured and made clean. Then one of them, may you be the one of them, upon seeing that he was cured, turned back, recognizing and thanking and praising God with a loud voice, which means that the others heard him. Do you understand? The others, the other nine heard him, and he fell prostrate at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. And the scriptures, the, the scriptures put this one there for, and he was a Samaritan. Remember last week, the Samaritan? Yes, so of the ten. The Samaritan was the one who came back thanking and praising and recognizing. Then Jesus asked, were not not all ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was there no one found to return and to recognize, give thanks and praise to God, except this stranger? And he said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith, your trust, your confidence, that springs from your belief in God has restored you to health. health. King James says that, has made you whole, has made you complete, has made you total. Which means that even if it's a headache, and God heals you from it, and you are grateful, and you praise God, and you are thankful, there is no cancer, there is no disease that that same God cannot heal. There is nothing, there is no... You know, this weekend I was speaking to one of my young, my favorite daughters. I can't say young anymore because she's really old. Maybe about... 18 years ago, she was told that you have a year to live. You have a few months to live. Unfortunately, we cannot do. Unfortunately, we cannot do. Um, for, so when she called me this weekend, and I asked her, how are you? You know, she's one of the people, I must say, who has built my faith. Um, her very life. As we speak, Sam, she's done her doctorate. She's working, she's written a book, she's writing her second book, and the doctors are still reminding her that you're about to die. Ah. It takes, you see, and it is because she has always been thankful. She has always, her siblings used to come from all other parts of Europe to come and visit her because it it was like their last visit. 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 She's there. Her sister who used to come from Belgium has passed away. Her brother who used to come from Cameroon has passed away. She's alive. Yes, she's alive. She has faith in God. That is the only difference. And she tells the doctors and nurses, calm down. I'm not going anywhere. Yes. And it's the same doctors and nurses who have been taking care of her. So by now, they should know that this woman unless God wants to take her away, they cannot determine her time of taking her away. Yeah. And she doesn't supposedly have total health. And some of us here, even cough we've never had some, but we're not even thankful. We are not grateful that we are able to get up, that we are okay, that we can go up and down, sometimes small backache, sometimes small, but we are well. Yeah. May you be thankful. Amen. May you be grateful. Yeah. Let me give you this two, and then we go home. People... People, 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 people. In the book of Acts. Acts twenty-eight, verse eleven. Is it Acts? Okay. Put Acts twenty-eight, eleven. Let's see. Yeah. Acts 28, we read from verse 11. It says that it was three months after the shipwreck that we set sail on another ship that had wintered at the island, an Alexandrian ship with the twin gods as its figurehead. Our first stop was Syracuse, whatever, where we stayed three days. From there, we sailed to Regum. A day later, a south wind began blowing. So the following day, we sailed to the coast of Puteoli. Why are they giving these names? Verse fourteen. There we found some believers who invited us to spend a week with them, and so we came to Rome. The brothers and sisters in Rome had heard we were coming, and they came to meet us at the forum on the Ampian Way. Others joined us at the Three Taverns. That's the name of a um, this isn't it? a pub when Paul saw them he was encouraged and thank God verse you know let's finish with that one he says that all these people who came to hang out with them came to help them the Bible says that when Paul saw them he was encouraged and he was thankful there are people who may only help us for one minute. there are maybe. Oh, do you know sometimes when you are feeling down, just having somebody to sit by you in your downness is a blessing. Sometimes you are feeling, you know, you have a loss or something, and somebody comes to sympathize with you. You have to be thankful. Yes. There are some Christmas seasons when we go to various places to give something out. You realize that you knock on the door to give something, and the person doesn't want you to leave because they haven't spoken to anybody in weeks. And you have people to talk to who are knowing you, who irritates you, what a blessing that you have people in your life, that you have people in your life who just get your back up. What a blessing. I'm speaking to some husbands and wives right now. You're, the irritation of your husband, or your wife is your greatest blessing. It's your greatest blessing. The irritation of your children is your greatest blessing. Go and clean your room. Um You know, the children, when they get angry, their language is not um, (laughs) communicable. Yeah. Where's Audrey? Then she will roll her eyes. I want to know who taught her how to roll her eyes. Yes, the mother says it's not her. Charity says it's not her. I don't know if it's Sharon. Someone can ask your wife. Is there somebody? She's about to roll her eyes again. It is a blessing. It is a blessing. It is a blessing. Well, they, didn't, they said they'll help me for four days and they'll only help me for one day. If they hadn't helped you for one day, wouldn't you have had no help for four days? Mm-hmm. Begin to appreciate people. I saw a scripture in the Bible, Proverbs 28, 23. It says that in the end, people appreciate honest criticism far more than flattery. Yeah. Sometimes the people who are actually there to be a blessing, we despise them. And we like the people who flatter us. Oh, it doesn't matter. You see, there are people who give advice. Somebody wants to leave their spouse. Say, leave, leave, leave. What are men? What are women? Sometimes you have to find out from the person who is saying that. Maybe they're on their fifth marriage. So you you are taking their lesson from there. Somebody will give advice that um, don't be serious with the guy. Don't be serious. All men are, you know, from Adam. Where else do you want them to come from? It is bad advice. That's why in titles the Bible says that the godly women should advise. It's not every woman or it's not every man. Do you understand? But when the people around you are good, you know they are good because sometimes the things they say you don't like. Yeah. There are some of you that you advised about a relationship, you didn't listen, and then it bit you. <laughs> and you be careful. The last but one. The church. Amen. What is the church? The church is the assembly of believers. The church is the house of God. The church is the body of Christ. Psalm 27, the Bible says that one thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek, inquire for, and require that I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life to behold and gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to meditate consider and inquire in his temple that is the blessing of the church it's a place you can come to hear the word to meditate on it to consider it and to also inquire about things that you don't understand you see when you come into the house of God the word of God that is coming is supposed to help answer questions that will either happen or are happening or things that you don't understand amen Verse five. Let's let's look at verse six. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. In his tent I will offer sacrifices and shouting of joy. This shouting of joy. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Yeah, it's part of your thanks. He says, "I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord." Amen. That is also found in the house of God. When you go home, read some. 73, because I want us to end in the next three minutes. When you go and read Psalm 73, it's an amazing scripture. Let me see if I can read a few of the verses. Verse one, it says that truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, I almost lost my footing. My feet were slipping and I was almost gone. For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. How many of us have experienced that? Did I verse thirteen? Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? So when you continue reading verse four, of it he was just morning and morning and morning. Verse thirteen: Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep my, myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long, which is not true. It's a perception. Every morning brings me pain. Morning, morning, morning. Verse sixteen. So I try to understand why the wicked prosper. But what a difficult task it is. When I went, then I went to the sanctuary. Then I came into the house of God. Then I came into the temple of God. And I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. Verse 21. Then I realized that my heart was bitter. And I was all torn up inside. Make sure, you see, he's saying that it was when he came to her that he realized that he had become bitter against God. Why are bad people doing well? Why are bad people marrying? Why me, I'm keeping myself. And the ones who are sleeping around, those sleep around, sleep around. Then quickly somebody will marry them. And me, I'm trying to keep my virginity, which is very rare. God, you know, in this dispensation, in this generation, how many people are virgins? I am the only one. Verse twenty-two. I was so foolish and ignorant, and he was saying that I must have seemed like a senseless animal. You see, sometimes God is looking at us. That my child, calm down, calm down. Their prosperity is no big deal. It is not. No, no, calm down. Yet I still belong to you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with what your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. If you knew what will happen to you if you will just accept the word of God, receive the counsel of God as gospel, and follow it, it will lead you to a glorious destiny. If you stay on track, I am telling you, if you stay on track, when I finished university, I think it's West now, now they have slave queens, and uh, in my days, we didn't have slave queens. There were slave queens, but they didn't know that they were slave queens. But there was a, there was a, a, a time of, I'm young, I'm beautiful, you know, I'm smart, I'm intelligent. So why not get a very rich man? And you know that a certain level of wealth has to come with time, which means that all these people were twice their age, married, with children their age. Do you understand? And as we finish investing, and, and then you saw them, they'll buy them a flashy car, this, 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 this. buy them a nice house, this. Uh, now they tell me that when you're preaching encourage the young girls not to I say but we two were encouraged when we were young but you didn't take it because it looked more it looked more and they were enticing why should you stress yourself this young man look at his shoe he's wearing when would he buy his own shoe and come and buy you shoe and then, and then they'll give counsel which is not godly if you help them when they get rich they'll leave you what verse is that what scripture is that but it is a counsel. But when you come into the house of God, when you put your hands in the word of God, put your life in the word of God, allow the word of God to it will lead you to a glorious destiny. Yeah. I pray that I'm encouraging somebody. Because you're about to take a foolish decision. May counsel overturn that. May the counsel of God overturn that. Don't be hasty. He said, when I saw the wicked prospering, it's like, Why? It looks like nothing bad happens to them. When you go and read the whole seventy-three, then it showed him what happens to them. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is... Ah. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything. My health may fail. My spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. But as for me, verse 28, as for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. What an amazing scripture. When you have a covering, when you belong to a body of believers, when you have the privilege to be in the house of God, come with A thirst and a hunger that I want to receive the word of God. There are some of you today, when you go home, the atmosphere in your house, you have to go and change it. The the kind of relationships you have, you have to go and adjust them a bit. The mindset you have, you have to take some out and bring some in. That is the blessing of the house of God. God has chosen us as a holy people. And we have to be thankful We are members of one body. Whatever we say, whatever we do, we must always remember that if God has brought us into the body of Christ, then whatever blessing is for the body of Christ is also for you. Ephesians 5, I'm finishing. The very last thing, because the number of things that God, through God, happens to us that are so good are unlimited. So the Bible says that in Ephesians 5, I read the NLT from verse 15. So be careful how you live. Tell somebody, after all she has said, please be careful. Tell the person, I suspect your lifestyle. I suspect your life, a little bit, just a little bit. I, sus- I suspect your lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all I'm telling you this afternoon is be careful. Tell the person, my only advice, in this Christmas season, Be careful. Don't live like fools. But like, that one, don't say, please. (laughs) But like those who are wise. (laughs) Yeah, they will take it personal. After church, they will meet you outside. (laughs) Verse 16 Make the most of every opportunity in this. Sometimes we are so ungrateful that opportunities are there and they slip us by. Make the most. Verse 17 Don't act thoughtlessly but understand what the Lord wants you to do. May you have understanding. Yes. May you have understanding to know the seasons and the times and what to do. Verse 18. This one you can tell them. Don't be drunk with wine in this season. Let's say it again. This Christmas season as you go for various parties, various fellowships, various hangouts, don't be drunk with wine. Continue. When I say, you say today, because. because. Tell them because. because. That will ruin your life. Did they hear? I don't think they heard. They didn't hear. Let's say because. because. That will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Tell the person, receive the Holy Spirit. Instead of the wine. Instead of the wine. Instead of the wine. How many of us are going to have a Holy Spirit rave? A Holy Spirit rave. A Holy Spirit rave. Yes, 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 yes. We are all going to be drunk. But it's what you are drunk on. It's what you are. said that if you are drunk on wine, it will ruin your life. I'm delivering somebody this Christmas season. When you drink, you are loose. When you drink, you are easily taken advantage of. Some of you, the first time even somebody slept with you, it was under the influence of alcohol. Yes, most of the time you know that. Shibu, shibu. Sorry. But some they say I shouldn't say it. I'm gonna say it. Okay. Listen, Christmas comes with it, and don't say, oh, it's only a glass. It's only a bottle. It's only you see. And especially for Christians, don't use that right your stand. It is true. There's no way in the Bible that says that thou shall not drink. But it says that if you want to see a fool, go check out the drunkard. I didn't say you're foolish. I said that if you want to see a fool. And this Christmas season, I don't know about your workplace, for many years, in the end, I had to ban it. Don't bring me a Christmas present, which is a bottle of something. Don't you know why they sell biscuits and chocolate? Even the chocolate, you have to label it. Some of you, you ate the chocolate and you got drunk. Oh, you didn't know they have alcoholic chocolate? Ah, so you've been throwing the chocolate in your mouth. Chai, 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 chai. <laughs> Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself and making music to the Lord and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. My dear brothers and sisters, this season and in this lifetime that we have, give thanks to the Lord in everything for everything for everything we have listed a few our salvation our health but in everything give thanks to the lord that's why even when we are going to have some food we bless the food give thanks give thanks you are going to bed you made it back into your bed give thanks give thanks you are going through a struggle but you are still alive to press through and push through give thanks let's rise up onto our feet